the books. Are you seeing the books? Everything you would want to read is right here. Feel it. Now smell it. Nothing, nothing smells like that. I've never been there, but I read about it in a book. <laughs> Funny, you've got a lot of books here. Yes, we do, but we don't have David Copperfield with one P by Edmund Wells. I'm quite sure. Christmas Carol with a K? No. Uh, how about a sale of two tickets? Definitely not. Life is lit. Yes, this is the first episode of the Calic Bookshop Life is Lit podcast. I am your host, Chris. Geordie, uh, our first guest <laughs> tonight. Uh, obviously, the co-owner, I guess. Well, Yeah. Well, look, starting with the best guest you could have possibly gotten. You reckon? Yeah. I've lined up some pretty good guests coming up. Look, I may not be an author, but I'm pretty funny, right? If you say so. Yeah. Uh, I do have yeah some guests lined up already. More hopefully on my wish list as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Pete Cromer is going to yes. come on uh, in a couple of episodes' time. Our favourite local author. Well, one of one of one of. of. There is a lot of local a authors. A lot of local there? authors that we're going to hopefully talk to over the next months and potentially years. Yes, knows? hopefully. Um, Sorry if I giggle a little bit during this. It's because um, we're recording this in our lounge room and I've got Airplane on. Geordie's never seen this movie. It looks like one of those old movies that would bore me in five minutes. It's No, it's brilliant. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. Anyway, so if I do giggle, that's why. And if Geordie giggles, it's because we're both drinking a glass of wine and she can't figure out how to manoeuvre it around her microphone. I'm trying really hard, but it just it makes no sense to me. The microphone is in the mouth way for the wine. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> Well, look, let's let's start with, I guess, a little bit about us and how we got into the bookshop, I yeah. guess, because you're a teacher. Yep. Um, I'm a, well, was, was. a uh, radio DJ for nearly, well, coming up 18 years this year. In case you can't tell from, you know, your voice work on these well, podcasts. Yeah, look, I, yeah, <laughs> potentially. Um, so the bookshop, I guess, it was something, look, I think Neil was advertising that he was trying to sell the shop on Facebook. For those that don't know, Neil Drennan, author of The Devil's Grip and hopefully a guest on his podcast hopefully. in a couple of episodes as well. Yeah. Uh, he was the former owner of Cowley Bookshop uh, mm-hmm. and uh, had advertised that he was trying to sell it. And we, I think, spoken to your mum. We wanted mum to buy it. Yeah. We said, why don't you buy it? Like, perfect for her. Because she was just about ready to retire. And for yep. those that don't know, we're talking, we're talking about Barb, who's in the shop most of the time. The crazy one there. that dances and sings. Yeah, and, she does yeah. dance quite a lot. High energy. High very energy. Very high, very <laughs> high energy. Um, so we, we'd sort of sit there and she went, no, no, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I'm ready for something of that commitment. And yep. we sort of, I think we came home and sort of joked about, well, maybe we should buy it. <laughs> yeah. And then that joke turned into reality. It, it just escalated. <laughs> I think we went to the bank thinking the bank would say, no, <laughs> not There's open no now. way. And they said, yeah, go for it. And then we went to the accountant and he went, yeah, great idea. And everyone yeah. sort of just kept telling us it was a good idea. And <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Bob's your uncle. 18 months later. Terrible time to take over a bookshop. Yeah. So look, we took over, <laughs> what, 1st of February yep. 2020. Yep. Which, um, you know, in hindsight, if you're going to get into business. <laughs> not then. Yeah, you know, six weeks before COVID hits the world, it's probably not the greatest time to No, and COVID was not the only thing. <laughs> well, that's right. The, the day that we signed the contract yeah. to buy the bookshop is the day you told me we were expecting. Yep. And I did wait. I knew like a couple of days beforehand. But, you know, in case we couldn't get the bookshop, I had to have at least something positive to tell you on that day. Well, that's true. <laughs> Well, that or you're just trying to give me a heart attack. And that too. Nearly that succeeded. Too. Nearly succeeded. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think it got to 
So we were, we were pumped. Like we took over mm-hmm. in February. We were both still working full time at that point as well. Yep. So I was full time still at the radio station. You were a full time teacher. I was full time teaching. Yep. Um, so we were lucky we did have Barb to help us out in those first couple of months. Yeah. And then COVID hit. <laughs> yeah. We all know that story, I'm don't we? I'm just going to drink a glass. Yeah, drink let me try glass. to. Wait. Uh, I can't. You're really struggling with that, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I hit my teeth. Mm. Anyway, yeah, so we. So COVID hits in March. Yep. One uh, month into it. One month in. I think we were six weeks in and then we decided to close. And it was the 21st of March we closed. No. Was Earlier the 20th, than that? No, it was the 23rd because the 21st of March we had our superhero day as a bit of a – That's Because that correct. was when Karna was supposed to be in. Karna yes. got cancelled. And we were really disappointed. Because we were so pumped for Karna. So that so was why keen. we did the superhero day just before we closed as yep. a bit of a – for those that wanted to come and get dressed up because the theme for Kana was superheroes. Yes, we and go. we were so excited because it was the best theme for but, so long. Yeah, I think I said to Stan at Raycroft, who was on the Kana organising committee, that um, yes. I feel like that theme may have been tailored to me a little bit because they knew I'd embrace it and run with it, and I would have. Yep, Hopefully. you would have been that biggest kid in the Kana parade. Hopefully Kana will return 2022 with that theme. Hopefully, fingers crossed. So, yeah, so we were close for, I think, what was that? A couple Five, of weeks. Five, six weeks. We were open on the fifth of May, so six weeks. Yes, we were closed. correct. Yeah. Um, when things sort of started, well, because that was when we had a big out- outbreak in was, our that, town. No, no, no. So the first one in March was the big when it first Australia. Oh, that's Australia. right. Yes, and we weren't sure, so they just locked us down and locked well, us we, down. And well, yeah, they hadn't actually locked us down, and I think we just decided, decided at that it point was that it was probably safer to. I think yeah. most retail businesses started doing that. Yeah. Uh, so we reopened in May. Uh, and we thought, yeah, we're through it. We're good. Here we go. Uh, and then we got to July, which was when the Colac that outbreaks the happened. That was the bad one. That was when it hit Colac, and you were eight months pregnant at that point. Yep. So we closed again, mm-hmm. uh, which, again, in your opening year of business, not ideal to have been closed at that point. We've probably almost been closed more than open at this point. Not quite. Not quite? Not quite. So. <laughs> not quite. Although if you take this lockdown into account as well, who knows how long this one's going to last yes. for. So, uh, so, yeah, so we closed again in that lockdown. Ali was born. Yep. Um, Which at, was almost a blessing. Like it was well, really it was. nice to spend the time just us. Yeah, we did get a bit of time at home, just the three of us. Yeah. Um, like, having said that, we were still doing deliveries that whole time. I think, I, yes. I think there was – the, the four, three days the in three hospital. Three or four days in hospital <laughs> where I couldn't leave the hospital room. And then and, you were uh, out of it. You after were that, delivering. we were back doing the deliveries and stuff. Um, so then we reopened in September, I think. Yeah. And sort of flown from there. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a three-day lockdown started this Five-day lockdown start of February. That's right. Five days. Uh, and then, of course, now we're in our, in the middle of our seven-day lockdown again. Yay. Yeah, look, it's not a fun time to be a business owner. Not at all. Especially, you know, starting a business. Yeah, and I feel yeah, like- Jenin, he knew. I, I actually I said to Neil last year, we came in for a visit. Must have been after we reopened in September. He came in for a visit. Yeah. And I said, mate, on a scale of one to ten, like, mm. how glad are you that you <laughs> got out when you did? And he just sort of looked and smirked at me. The greatest train dodge in standby May, I reckon. That was, oh, yes. 100%. Did very well. Uh, all right. So let's let's get to know get you it. a little bit. All right. Go for mo- it. Most of the people listening now have probably been into the bookshop yep. before. For this first episode, at least, if Look, they're yes. listening to the first episode they've been in before. Yeah. Because uh, only you and I were not, yeah, the most yeah. riveting of guests. No. So I thought we'll see if we can get people to know you a bit more. So let's Ooh. let's ask you some questions. All right. Uh, all I'm right. Geordie and I like long walks on the beach and wine. 
Not those uh, that, kind of questions. Not those sort of questions. Okay. Uh, was going to go more specific towards books. Okay. All right. Uh, all right if that's okay on. with you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Question one. What is your favorite? No. This is a fairly obvious one for anyone that has met you. What is your favorite genre of books? Oh, I love me some fantasy. Fantasy, a little bit of romance, a bit of both. What is it about fantasy? Because obviously I think most people that are reading fantasy mm-hmm. in Colac at the moment probably yeah, got it from you, got the recommendation from you. Probably. Um, what is it about fantasy that gets you reading, that what makes you want to read fantasy? I always wanted to be a princess. I still want to be a princess. Oh. I will be a princess one day. Mermaids, all those kind of things. I'm like a big, no, a little kid at heart. And I think when I worked at Cryle Castle, yep. when I got to be a princess, that's when I fell in love with them even more. And I was like, I would love to read books about princesses and, you know, those kind of things. I didn't care about history. I don't care about that. <laughs> Give me a story about Prince Charming or, you know, the princess, the fairy princess that saved herself. Say, the fairies seem to be the big fantasy thing at the moment. It's all the fae and yeah. all that sort of stuff. That seems to be the most popular stuff. The stuff that we've seen flying off the it shelves. Is. You're throwing a glass and you're Yep, um, anything your Sarah Jane Mass. Yep. Um, yep. isn't fairies. Isn't it? Nope, not fairies. They I just have special gifts. Uh, sorry to Lynette Noni if she. I know she does follow us on, on Instagram. <laughs> so if Lynette is listening, I apologise. Oh, don't you worry. I will school you, my friend. <laughs> but no, not fairies there. Sorry. Prison Healer, was that fairies? No. Again, just special gifts. Okay. Yeah. There's okay. a big difference. Special gifts and fairies, you know. Yeah, no. But no, the fairies no. also have special gifts. So, you know. So if you're a fantasy fan, come and talk to Geordie, clearly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Question two. What was the last book you read or are currently reading? Ooh, so I'm currently reading The Ash Princess, the one with that embarrassing photo- video you took of me Oh, the one, where, the one that you fell asleep reading the other night. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still reading that one and Sorry, I'm tell loving us a bit about it. it. All right. So The Ash Princess. So basically her entire family was killed. So she was, you know, Sounds princess, real queen. Positive. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then I sarcasm, but okay. Yeah. I know, I know. But the people that killed her mum, the queen, then took her hostage and she's currently a prisoner in their house, which used to be her house. And she is working like trying to get this rebellion to take back her kingdom. And it's really cool. And they have like magical powers again, like elemental magical powers. So um, different gems that make them, you know, look really pretty, but they're actually like fire gems and water gems. And it's pretty good so far. And of course, you know, there's the prince. (laughs) I've just read two. (laughs) Do you want me to keep going? I can keep going all day. Okay. One more thing. One more thing. Okay. So she has currently just kissed two blokes in one chapter. Really? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So a bit of a love triangle. I like oh, that in those look books. Out, yeah. Look out. Okay. Um, all right. So you being a teacher, as we mentioned earlier. Yes. Um, kids and reading. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is something um, that we've really focused on since taking over Calic is is yeah. upping that uh, kids enjoyment? section yeah. <laughs> and well, yes, upping the that enjoyment. Too. But um, yeah, really sort of specialising getting kids reading because yeah. I think that's such an important thing and like, absolutely I guess yeah it goes back to both of us as kids were big big we were readers, big readers. Um, yeah. and it's something that we try to instill in you know any kid that walks in the shop and that's what we try I guess I know a few people said to me oh it's not because obviously we've changed the bookshop up a bit yeah changed it around a bit and yep. made it a bit more kid friendly absolutely um, and a lot of people said that to me that oh it's a lot you know it's a lot more kid friendly now and that's sort of why we want kids to feel excited coming yeah. in yeah yep um, we want them to come in, ha- have a bit of an experience and actually want to pick Browse out Browse the shelves and, and choose something. Yeah, choose and, something, pick yeah. out something they're going to like. Feel but, confident looking through the books as yeah. well. Like that's always a bit of a scary thing too. Yeah. Like getting them to get started. That's the hard part. 
Well, and that's what I was going to say to you. Like, being a teacher, mm. how do you go trying to get kids into reading? Yeah, so it's really difficult now. So, a lot of kids, especially, like, the younger ones aren't too bad, but they're still not as good as you would think it would be. Mm. And it's almost like pulling teeth for children because they do all these different, like, readers, like, send-home readers. Yep. They're not things they're interested in. They're things that they have to, like, you need to learn to read. So, you need to learn using specific books, which, you know, kids kind of get to the point where they're like, ugh, this is just boring now. I'm so over this. Yeah. And what I have noticed, especially the last couple of years, is graphic novels are massive. Yeah. And they have been the most fantastic way to get kids into and excited about reading. Well, I had this discussion with um, someone in the shop the other day. I was trying, it was a, as we do quite a bit, someone mm-hmm. will come in and say, it's, you know, my grandson or granddaughter's birthday coming up or yep. my son or daughter's birthday coming up and I'll, they're turning 11. Yep. And I want a book for them. Yeah. Um, and look, that's, I love doing that. I love mm-hmm. when people come in and do that because it, we do. I do sit with them. As long as we're not super busy, I will try and spend as much time with every customer as I can and say, all right, well, you know, what are they into? Yep. Um, you know, what are their hobbies? Those sorts of things. Because Absolutely. when we're trying to find a book, we want to try and find something that they're going to gravitate towards. There's no point giving a sporty kid a dinosaur book that no, they're not going to read. They're not going to be interested. But yeah. this is what I said to, to this woman the other day. What the, She said um, her grandson wasn't a – wasn't an enthusiastic reader. Yeah. That's the best yep. way to put it. Wasn't a kid that loves reading. No. Um, and I suggested the graphic novels because they are a, a gateway mm-hmm. into something bigger. And I know a lot of the publishing companies now are doing graphic novels in uh, all of, their books. of, of classic yeah. books. So I know yep. we've got How to Kill a Mockingbird and The Great Gatsby in stock, Dracula, yep. Frankenstein, some of those classic all of those ones, yeah. Classic novels are getting adapted so that those kids that one, aren't really interested in reading, or two, probably aren't strong readers. Maybe no, if they're in year 10 thing. or 11 yep. um, and they're not overly strong. Yeah. Um, it's very intimidating being given a big novel when you're not a strong reader yeah. or you haven't been a reader. Well, it just make, it just turns them off. Absolutely. Um, so it's great to see those graphic novels happening and more of that sort of stuff going on, which is great to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it does come down to, I guess, finding the right book for, mm. And I think I said this to you today. We were talking about about your father actually, who's yes, not a, who's not, not a, big a reader, reader at all. Um, and I said, I I reckon given the challenge, I could get him reading. Yep. Because it's not about you know just giving them a book and saying here read this. Yeah. It's finding a book that's going to make them want to read it. Yeah. And there is, and a book that's that- what we call at school. It's a good fit book. Yeah. So a book that's for you that'll interest you, and it's not too hard to read. You know, a good yeah. fit book. There's a good fit book for every single person out there. Absolutely. Um, and, and if you are one of those people, it's like, oh, you know, I'm not a huge novel reader. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm more of a true story or biography reader than an actual fiction reader. Yep. There'll be a fiction book out there for you or vice versa. There might be a, you know, if you're struggling to read fiction, you're like, oh, I can't really get into these. Yep. Might be a good autobiography or a true crime book or, you And know. you know what kids really love too? Those fact books. You know those DK fact books? Yes. Like, oh, I can oh, justify they love those because we sell so many of those because- It's just interesting stuff for them and they like to learn. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's one thing, I guess, kids' books these days, they're a bit more engaging oh, in yeah. that way. Like yep. I know the books we had when we were kids, like I, you know, I grew up on the Goosebumps books and that's probably the start of mm-hmm. sort of the Moving trend of books we get now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you've got your, your Arndos writing you oh, know, yeah. seven or eight different series at the moment. What's the Treehouse ones? Isn't that the funny comedian? That's Andy Griffith. Yeah. Um, the uh, 
Oh, Andy Lee. He writes the... um, Oh, Andy Lee is the Do Not Open This Book. Yes. Yep. So Uh, when you've got all those people writing books. And that's what I mean. There's there's so many comedians and stuff writing books that are are entertaining Mm -hmm. but not dumb. Yeah. If that makes sense. Uh, yep. They're not just silly stories. No. Um, you know, I guess someone, Paul Jennings, who, again, is on my wish list of people to get on this podcast. Oh, yes. Um, is probably the person that almost started that maybe back in the late yeah. 80s, early 90s with your gizmos and That's right. around the twist. Was he the ones that had those funny images in the corners of his book? Who was that? I don't remember. I remember I there was. There was books and you would flip through the pages and they'd have like little comics, like little pictures. And every time you'd flip through, it'd like the pictures, like it might have been a person like walking down the side of a book. I don't know if it was Paul Jennings or someone I else. I don't think it was Paul Jennings. If no? anyone listening knows who it was, let us know because. Yeah. Because um, I remember, I, I remember what you're talking you t- about. You know what I'm talking I about. I know what you're talking yeah. about, but I don't remember the author. No. Similar to Paul Jennings, if it wasn't Paul Jennings. All right. So going back. Well, yeah. Okay, continuing with, on. No, we'll continue with that theme. What sort of stuff were you were were you reading as a kid? So before this, I actually so I've been scouring eBay for the books that I remember reading because I loved them. So I remember like your classic Enid Blyton. You know, yep. everyone read those. I loved Shirley Barber picture storybooks. We do actually have some, and we should <sighs> say a lot of these books. I know you just mentioned scouring yes. eBay because a lot of these books we can't get. No. Um, which is really fr- – and I get so many people that come into the shop and say, yep. oh, I really want a copy of this book that I had as a kid for All my kids. All that nostalgia, isn't it? It is. And so hard to get unless it's a second-hand copy. Mm-hmm. And even then a lot of the second-hand copies that we tend to track down, you know, the descriptions will be, oh, yeah, they're in great condition. And you get them and they're in not so great condition. No. Um, but it is really hard to get some of these – classic books and I know I spoke to an Australian author this time last year called Michael Salmon yeah um, and you will know who I'm talking about because I've got some of his books in my bookcase in my study <laughs> um, there was a dinosaur who invented things a dinosaur That's who wanted right. to fly um, yes. a bunch of monster books as well the monster who ate Tasmania I think or was one of those yeah um, and I spoke to him last year because I was really interested in actually yeah, his books finding in the them shop and, and, yep. and tracking them down, and he even said that he has struggled to get a publisher to mm-hmm. reprint those classic ones. He's got some newer ones that you can get. Yeah, but, but getting those classics are really hard to get. Like it's con- hard convincing a publisher to do it. Yeah, and it just boggles my mind that a mm-hmm. publisher out there like. Uh, and I know we've got a few good friends at publishing houses. Um, I'm sure you know you likes of Lyndall and Mary Jane are probably listening to this as well. Um. <laughs> uh, Guys, jump on some of these Australian authors from, oh, yeah. the, from the early 90s. Absolutely. Uh, and reprint some of that classic stuff. Because even finding stuff like um, Paul Jennings, like Gizmo and all those sorts of yeah. ones. I've, so I've hard. I'm working on it at the moment, but struggling to actually get copies of them because yeah. they just don't exist. And Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so back to my books. Yeah, sorry. So the ones – we were just talking about this before. I feel like I used to get these books once a month – I don't know if it was through Scholastic. I don't know if it was like a magazine where you get books like Reader's Digest, but I was obsessed with them. Well, I'm looking at the books you've got there and a couple of Scholastic, yeah. a couple of ABC books. So I'm going to take a wild stab and say it wasn't Reader's Digest. Okay. Well, you um, know what I mean. There I thought it might have been the Scholastic like Book Club, but they would have all been Scholastic if they were Scholastic Book Club, I Exactly. Think. But um, anyway, so – these so the Jewel Kingdom were one series, and they were like little princesses, of course, <laughs> fantasy again. Yeah. And the other ones were Fairy Realm, the Magic Key, which is Emily Rodder. Yeah, 
which uh, again could not find them anywhere. No. Got them off eBay in a pack of like six, and they were all secondhand. Like a few of them are very well loved. Look, yeah, look, they're, but not, I don't they're care. not in too bad condition. No. But I love them and I needed them. So now I can read them to Ali. Yeah. And that's that's a big thing that parents want to do now. I know well, I've got most of the original Goosebumps collection. I know yes. we, we've got still got a lot of Goosebumps fans that come into the shop mm-hmm. now. I've got a, a few young readers that just love them. Yeah. Um, but they're all new covers. And I've got, I think, out of the original 52, I think I've got about 47 of the original You've got 46. a big collection. I keep finding them everywhere. Yeah. I, there's a few I've got on a list that I've still got to track down. Um, but again, um, second-hand shops are normally where I find those, not eBay. No. Um, the markets, places like Murray Street Market. Um, yeah, actually, that, I think I found a couple of I've, those there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those are the places you tend to find those. Um, Animorphs is another one. Yep. Um, although they're redoing that as a graphic novel, I'm pretty oh. sure. Tina at Scholastic, who is possibly listening to this as well, will probably be able to comment and back me up on this, but I'm pretty sure yeah. I've seen that they've done Animorphs as a graphic novel again, oh. which is kind of cool because that's a series that um, – That was one of your favourites? Yeah, they made a TV series out of that as well. I made a TV series out of a few of these old shows and uh, old books in the nineties. And I would love to see that as a TV show. Wasn't that where people turn into animals? Animals? Didn't you ever watch a TV show of that? No. It's on my I remember drive. looking at the books, but that. I don't I've think I ever it. read them. I've got it. We'll watch it. We'll have to oh, watch it. Oh yay! Have fun. <laughs> Surprise! It's not. Let on. me just drink some more wine. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, uh, but yeah, like it's um, you know, finding some of those kids' books today are a real challenge. Yeah. Um. And again, if you ever, to those listening, if you if there is a book that you're like, I'd love to try and track a copy of that down, come and see us because yeah. I'll work my hardest to try and find it if I, I can. I like to say that you're a bit of a wizard. Like, you can find books anywhere. I don't know how you do it, but someone will ask me. They'll be like, hey, Jordy, you found this book? And I'm like, <laughs> let me get the wizard. And then, well, boom, you've got it. Yeah, well, I try. Every time. Well, it's one thing that, you know, I like to be able to provide the best possible service to our customers as we can. Well, that's true. Yeah, Very that's true. That's why we're now doing deliveries as well for those we that are all the books. Not just in Colac though. And this, we shouldn't say this, this isn't just an ad for the bookshop, but no. yeah, we are doing, yeah, I think um, within 70 Ks of Colac. 70 if you Ks. If you order um, stuff through us, yep. obviously we're taking payments up for orders now. Um, and look, if you're in town and it comes in, we'll drop it off that night. Obviously, if you're in you know, Polar Bay or Geelong or something like that, it might yeah, be a, look a bit harder. couple of days later. Um, but it does save people a trip in, especially this time of year when it's raining and so miserable. So cold. Like we found at the moment, if we're back in lockdown, I've, I've spent the day, we went for a drive today and did a bunch of delivery. So, yeah, um, yeah, we, we can offer that delivery service, especially you know, for older residents as well, if it's harder getting into the shop, those sorts of things. Definitely. We We do try really hard in case we can't find your house. That one's a bit of a struggle though. But that's only happened once. Yeah, it was only once, (laughs) uh, which was a house out in Irrawarra. Yeah. I I told the customer about that, that we drove around for half an hour in circles. We tried really hard. Trying to find the house and she laughed at me. Yeah. Uh, She said, thank you for trying, but I don't think it's that hard to find our house. I said, oh, wow. (laughs) Apparently, we're not very good. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so we we do offer that service as well. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, so going back to, I guess, what you were reading as a kid, so that sort of stuff, um, as you got older, Mm. did you lose the reading bug at all? In year 12, like year 11 and 12 when my studies kind of took over and even at university a little bit. But I think it was more when I had way too many other things to worry about. Yep. Like uni was an issue because if I wasn't at uni, you know, poor uni student, I was working. Mm. And year 12, you don't even get a chance to breathe in year 12, let alone read a book. (laughs) So you say that, but we do have a couple of regular customers that are – 
year 12 students this year. Yeah. That um, I've actually said to them, I'm like, come on, you, you're only up to book two in this. And like, I'm in the middle of year 12. Yeah. I'm getting there. I'm doing my best, but I'm still actively trying to Yeah, read. exactly. Um, yeah. You almost need that mindfulness too, though, to like switch off from all the other stuff, like the studies and, you know, especially if you're doing literature or English and you have to read novels and then novels that you probably would not pick to read. It's always nice to, you know, switch off and read something else. You just touched on an important point there, actually, and it's one we might um, we might save for the next podcast, but yeah. mindfulness and books yeah, um, and the importance of that and, and how it can actually help. So we will, Absolutely. Um, we will talk about that. Save that thought for later. Week. Yes, yes. Mm. Mark that in the... Okay. Notebook. I don't have a notebook here. <laughs> Notes on your phone. Um, so look, this is this has been episode one. Um, as I said, we'll do a couple more episodes with you. Yeah, um, absolutely. We'll I've a got more. a lot to say about books. I know you do. I know <laughs> you do. Um, but that's uh, the, the plan. Is we're going to have a uh, a few special guests coming up. As yep. I said, uh, I've got Pete Cromer and Mark locked in. Yes. Um, which will be pretty exciting, I think. Oh, that'll be fantastic. Oh, the, the nicest guys I've ever met in oh. the world. Um, Obviously, Pete's new book, Wildlife, is in shop at the moment. His first book, Australia, we've got that in stock as well. Um, an incredible local artist. Yep, um, absolutely. Who's got some big things on the horizon as well. He's telling me about something, some other stuff that's coming Ooh. up with some of his artwork uh, so and his an books. So, we'll discuss that with him when we get him on. But, yeah, we, I've got big plans. I've got a list that um, – Of course you do. It keeps getting bigger and bigger, and I'm shooting for the stars with some of these <laughs> guests as well. I don't like my chances, but I'll be – Begging, You've got to dream big. I'll dream be big. Begging and pleading with a lot of our uh, reps from some of the publishing houses to uh, get me some of these big names to, to jump on the podcast, especially if we're in lockdown for a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, we could get an We've entire series time. of podcasts over the next seven to hopefully not 14 days. Yes. That was the rumor I heard today was that if Touch it doesn't wood. get better in the next few days, it could last a bit longer. So hopefully it doesn't, but it uh, might give us a bit more of a chance to uh, knock out a few more podcasts. And I might get to read a bit more. Oh, that'd be nice. How do you read it? For those that don't realise, all right, so <laughs> I'm in the bookshop full time now. I don't work at the radio. So well, yeah. I don't officially work at the radio station anymore. I help the guys out where I can. But you're teaching four days a week. Yes. At Carlo River Primary School. Yes. Greatest primary school in the world. Hello, Jeff. Um, <laughs> but we've also got, of course, Ali, who's nine and a half months old now. Yep. And I swear you still manage to solidly fit in at least an hour to an hour and a half of reading every single afternoon. You know how I do that? As soon as she goes to sleep, I ignore you and I read a book. Oh, I know that. I know that. <laughs> I might come out and pat your head a little bit and then go back to my reading. I've got to fit it in somewhere. These books are too exciting. I can't stop. Have you seen my to-be-read pile beside the bed? Yes, I have. It's almost it's as about eight as books. mine. Okay, yeah. well, that wraps up episode one. Uh, thank you, Jody. No worries. Anytime. Uh, well, I'm glad you say that because you're going to feature on episode two as well. Wonderful. I need more wine for that. Okay. Well, we'll see what we can do about that. Mine is lit. Get back into a book at Cowlick Bookshop. From the best new releases to the classics, there's something for everyone. And if they don't have it, they can order it for you. With a huge range of collectibles and pop vinyls, DVDs, giftware, vinyl records and gifts for all ages. Plus, an awesome range of locally made goodies. Colac's biggest and best selection of books is at Cowlick Bookshop opposite the Memorial Square. 